This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice, and as always, brought to you by Matty Ice Media. Hope everybody's having a great Monday. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Uh, pretty much did for the most part. Some weekends are better than others. I think it's easier to relax when we have less things that we feel like we have to do or less plans that we feel like we have to attend to. But sometimes life gets in the way and we just can't relax the way that we think that we're going to come the weekend. However, I did learn something this weekend and I'm not sure if any of you have learned it or if it's something that you've always known. Um, I learned this weekend that time travel is possible. I was told many, many, many times over that time travel wasn't something that we could achieve as humans. It was something that we never could because it was just scientifically impossible. The restructuring of the time sequence was unable to happen and seeing it in movies like Back to the Future and so forth was exactly that. It was science fiction. It was fantasy. But I'll be honest with you, I think we are seeing it with this pandemic. And I'm really sad to say that. And let me explain what I mean. So. Back in, what, February of 2020, my life was pretty simple. I was a uh, human being awaiting parenthood for the first time. My wife was pregnant. We were expecting our first child in March of 2020. The Super Bowl happened. We went to a Super Bowl party at my brother-in-law's house. It was a wonderful time. Everything created equal. Fast forward to March 6th of 2020. My son is born. Life as I know it is completely different. Uh, the world as I know it is completely different. Hovering around us is this idea of the coronavirus. Before this time, I really didn't know it as COVID-19. I don't think many of us did. It was colloquially called the coronavirus. And we didn't know what it was. We went to the hospital that night, uh, having to go through the ER. My wife a little bit worried about the spread of it, not knowing anything about it. We had not started wearing masks. The idea of a vaccine had not even been brought into our conscious mind space, right? My child is born. We're there for almost 48 hours. We come home and we're not sure what to expect. Parenthood is exactly what I thought it was. It's hard. It's difficult. It's full of unknowns. We're not really sure what we're doing, but we're doing the best that we can. Two weeks after we bring my son home, we find out that the entire country is put into a lockdown. It is now. We can't go anywhere. We don't know what's going on. We need to get information on this vaccine. My in-laws are living with us. We're all in this together, basically, which we heard from the NFL when it came to social justice. But when it comes to this pandemic, we are we were all in it together. The four of us, excuse me, the five of us were in it together, not knowing exactly what it is to expect going forward. Two weeks turned into four weeks, four weeks turned into two months. And here we are nearly 18 months later, and we are still in a pandemic. What has changed since then? Well, Many things have changed, right? An election has happened. We have a new president. A vaccine has been created and has been mass produced and mass distributed. I am fortunate to have it. My wife is fortunate to enough to have it. Everybody in my family, except for my son and my six-year-old nephew is fortunate to have it. Now they can't have it because we are not giving the vaccine to anybody under the age of 12. So everybody's fortunate to have it. The privilege of the access is still here, in, at least in the United States. What else has changed? We're having an Olympics that feel like they are actually happening in 2020. There are no fans. 
the COVID protocols are something we saw last year at this time during the NBA bubble. Um, we have completed numerous seasons uh, outside of COVID protocols, outside of bubbles. The NBA had a successful 72-game season plus playoffs without the need of a bubble. The NHL did the same. Major League Baseball is happening. Major League Baseball is currently basically having their season the way that it always did. Fans are a lot of games. However, all of a sudden, here we are. It's August. We're hearing about masks again. We're hearing about testing. We're hearing about infection rates, hospitalization rates, and deaths. This is all something that was in our head for the entirety of 2020 and for a good part of 2021 as we finally got this vaccine out. What we're also hearing is a skepticism about a vaccine that has been proven to at least prevent people of all age brackets from getting deathly ill or nearly deathly ill from being hospitalized. I do know some folks who have tested positive for COVID since getting the vaccine. All of them are alive. Um, we have taken masks off for the most part. The last two months almost, uh, my wife and I have been able to go into stores without a mask. We have been able to pretty much worry-free uh, maneuver about the cabin here in Northern Virginia, so to speak. We've been able to go to the grocery store as a family. We've been able to do a lot of things as a family. And now all of a sudden, it seems as if we are going backwards. We're going back in time. I find myself very conflicted about all of this. And I don't know how you feel about the pandemic in, in general, and I'm not necessarily catering to either side of the aisle as it relates to politics. For me, the pandemic has been something that is separate from politics. I don't find it a political matter. I find it a matter of human survival in terms of what I was willing to do for the pandemic. I was willing to wear a mask. It was very easy to do. Selfishly, because it somewhat protected myself, but more selfishly, it protected others in case I were to get it. More specifically, my son and my older in-laws, who we see every single day. They're both cancer survivors. It was an easy thing to do. What wasn't easy is being unable to go anywhere in any sense of normalcy with my wife and my child. Not being able to normalize ourselves to the regular world as parents. Feeling like we are stuck inside. Feeling like we are prisoners in our own home between not just hanging out with the two of us together, but being able to normalize the rest of the world, the rest of the adult world to my newborn son. Um, in some ways it had pros because we were able to keep him home and have him not get sick, uh, except for maybe one time during the entirety of his life so far. It's a good and a bad thing with that, right? Uh, you generally want your kids to get exposed because you want their immune systems to get bolstered, but that was one good thing. Another good thing was being able to save money, spend more money on our home, be able to feel like we were making our home better for our child in the years that he's going to be living here, all right? So there were a lot of good things that happened. The show came out of the pandemic. Drippin' Sports came out of the pandemic. Matias Media came out of the pandemic. So there, it's not like it was lacking for any sense of positivity. But now here we are finding out that, hey, we got this vaccine. Right? We were told to do two things through the entirety of this pandemic, to wear a mask to help others, to get the vaccine to protect ourselves, and by extension to help others. And again, it's not a political issue for me. It's never been a political issue for me. What I'm willing to do and what shots I'm willing to take have nothing to do with how I feel about politics in this realm or another. How I feel about government spending, how I feel about gay marriage, any of those other quote-unquote platform agendas have nothing to do with this pandemic in my mind. However, what I've come to find out over the last, what, 
10, 12 months or so is that it is highly politicized for many, many people. The idea of getting a vaccine is a political matter in the sense that you're using it as a political agenda because you choose to get it and feel that it is the right thing to do and it bolsters your side's agenda. Or the opposite effect. You choose to believe false narratives about a vaccine that's trying to track you, trying to magnetize you, and that is unsafe, but yet you're willing to get fast food just about every single day. You're willing to drink alcohol. You're willing to smoke a cigarette or a cigar. And these things are not congruent. They're not political in my mind. So where are we? What we're finding out is that we're seeing hospitalizations again. And what we're seeing again is a politis pol politization, I don't even know if that's a word, we're overly politicizing what this pandemic is about and what this vaccine is about. And I do find myself conflicted. Firstly, I find myself conflicted because I have gotten used to, again, what it was like, quote unquote, before COVID. The pre-times, as a friend of mine would say. I've gotten used to going places not having to worry, not having to worry about wearing a mask, not even needing a mask when I go anywhere. It's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling to walk around knowing that I'm protected from this virus, at least in the ways of, you know, catastrophic outcomes, mortality issues. I feel good in that. I feel good that I'm protected from this and that I have by extension protected my son in the best way that I can. It's not the best way that I can if there are other options available, but for me, the options were to do what I could during the pandemic to distance, keep myself safe, and therefore keep my son safe, right? So I have this vaccine. I mean, I feel empowered. I feel like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm a healthy man. I exercise regularly. I eat mostly okay, right? I don't necessarily eat a vegan diet or eat so strictly that I'm not having any fun or allowing for any fun in my life. I'm not doing that. It's just not something I'm willing to do. I can fight 10, 12 rounds twice a week. I can box. I can lift weights. I can run. Well, I could run if I had my a better hip, but my cardiovascular strength is off the charts for somebody my age. I feel good. I feel protected from this because I have trained my body to protect itself and given it a boost with this vaccine. There are many, many, many people now who are getting sick. And I say many, 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 because comparative to what we have seen the last couple of months with a widespread of this vaccine, people are getting sick at a rate that is not even close to the peak of what we saw, but it's alarming enough for the government to look into it. The irony about this is that a vast majority of the people who are getting sick are unvaccinated. Not every unvaccinated person is created equal. Not every single person is making overt choice to do, to do so, right, to not get it. There are plenty of people who are incapable of getting the vaccine for reasons that are socioeconomic. They're single parent. They work two jobs. They just can't afford to take time away from whatever income stream it is or whatever situation that they are in in order to get this vaccine. Maybe they don't have a ride to get to a vaccine. Maybe they don't have a clinic that's close enough with the resources that they have. Perhaps they have a pre-existing condition. Perhaps they are currently getting treatment for cancer. My mom was one of those. She had to wait before they could basically make sure that her getting the vaccine wasn't going to compromise her immune system or her treatment in any way. So there are a lot of people who are not choosing it for political reasons. There are, unfortunately, a lot of people who are making the choice for what feels like political gain, but not just political gain, but for a political agenda to basically make sure that you know that they side with a type of politics or a type of um, politician, if you will, that feels that this is not a serious matter. 
There are a lot of people who are looking at the data and rightfully pointing out the places in which the data suggests that we are okay as a society, that the vaccination rates as they continue to go up and as the infection rates go up and people get it, we are going to reach a sense of quote unquote herd immunity at some point in time. And that it's just going to be absorbed into what we have already known to be risks to our immune system with the flu and other types of diseases that we have that we also have vaccines for. But there are those who are choosing to believe that the vaccine is a bad thing. They're choosing to believe people like Tucker Carlson, who, while they're sitting there telling you that the vaccine is a bad thing, it's poison. They have it in their in their system already. They're not willing to tell you that, but they do. And there's a lot of people who do have the vaccine who are not necessarily telling you all of the realities that you can get COVID-19 even with this vaccine. And this is what I'm talking about. There's two polarizing sides here. There's a side that's not willing to tell you the full truth in some semblance of positivity, right? And there's a side that's not willing to tell you, hey, you can still get COVID-19. It's just a matter of you're most likely not going to die from COVID-19, which to me is the ultimate result. If I get sick, I get a cold for a week, I bounce back, everything's good. If I die, well, I don't get a say in that. It's over. Everything's over. Why am I feeling conflicted? Well, I'm feeling conflicted because, quite frankly, I don't want to go back to what we've had to deal with the last 16 months. It has been freeing and liberating to be able to live my life the way that I want. Some would argue that while you can live your life the way that you want anyway, you don't have to adhere to mandates vaccines, things of this nature. I choose to adhere to them because I understand that it's more than just my life, right? And my uh, world that is affected by all of this. I'm not the only one who has to deal with a mask. I'm not the only one who has to deal with this virus hanging out there. There's 320 something million people that live in this country. At some point in time, everybody is going to have to deal with it in their own way. What I'm conflicted about is the reasoning as to why we are going back in time. And I say that we're going back in time because it feels like we are going back to some uh, situation, if you will, that we are going to have to wear masks on the regular, that we're going to be asked to social distance again, and possibly even locked down again. I hope it doesn't come to that. But I'm conflicted because we're essentially doing this to protect the unvaccinated. And what I generally find is a bias of mine is I feel that the unvaccinated or how about this, a vast portion of the unvaccinated uh, society is choosing to do so on their own volition, not because they don't they don't feel like they're have some uh, pre-existing condition that precludes them from getting it right or they don't have the means. There are a lot of them who have the privilege, they have the means and they just don't want to get it because they believe something different than I do. They believe that it's not something that they need or something that would protect them in any way. And quite frankly, I don't know if they care about the rest of society in a way that's not related to politics. If they're talking about people who side with them politically, then you know what? They may actually believe that the vaccine is not a good thing. They have allies there. But that's where I'm conflicted because I'm being asked by my government, my state, my local politicians to mask up because it protects the rest of us. But I ask, who am I protecting right now? I've protected myself. I've protected my family. I've protected others by masking up, willingly masking up, not as some sheep, but just because, okay, it's an easy thing to do. It's not really that big of a deal for me. 
And now all of a sudden, I'm being asked to protect a group of people who, quite frankly, probably don't care about me in the slightest. Sure, many of them don't know me, but they know somebody like me. They know somebody who could possibly die from this disease if they get it. They probably know somebody who is right in their inner circle. Some family member that they're also putting at risk because they have convinced that family member to feel the way that they do. I don't know. I really don't. But I'm struggling with that because I am somebody who wants to make society better. I want to make sure that we better our situation for our fellow man, woman, and any gender. But I struggle with the idea of going back and saving people who are not willing to do the same thing for me. Or at least I don't believe that they're willing to do the same thing for me. I don't know how you feel. You might completely disagree with me. You might be somebody who believes that the vaccine is poison, that you don't need it, that we here in America can have more freedoms and I don't need to get it. And that's your prerogative. I've never said on the show that anybody who feels differently than I am is worse than I am in any way. We're all capable and allowed to have our differing opinions. That's one of the things that is supposed to make this country great is we are supposed to be able to have differing opinions, but still in the end, come together as human beings because we're all living on the same soil. We're technically going after the same thing, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And things like this pandemic, this virus, are trying to hurt those three things, those three cornerstones of our country. Same as racism, the same as any other ism that you wanna throw out there, terrorism, domestic or abroad. We're all fighting for these things. We're all fighting to have the same country fight for us, right? To be free here in this country. And I don't know, I wondered to myself, are there a lot of people that would not be willing to do the same thing for me as I have for them? I care enough about my situation and other situations that I know to go out and at least attempt to put a mask back on. I haven't done so yet. I have to you know, be out there with that because I haven't been asked to. But I think that we're getting close. And that's why I say this is like time travel. I feel emotionally like we're going back to a different time. And I'm not comfortable with it. I don't want to go back to it. I've done my part, right? I did my part for this country and for everybody that lives in this country, no matter where you live and no matter where you're listening to this. You know what? Not even just in this country. I have an international audience on Soulfully Casual. And quite honestly, I'm thankful for that. There are other countries who are dealing with this in a much worse way than I am. There are countries that don't have the privilege of the vaccine. It's nice for us. We can say no to it, knowing that it's there if we need it. And there's a lot of people who are getting sick, hospitalized, and dying, who are regretting their decision, wishing they had it. Think about that privilege that's right there. Being able to say no to something that not everybody has access to in the world. You know how many people have died of COVID-19 that were never going to have the chance to have the kind of power the kind of immunity that we have, right? The protection that we have. It's nice to have those options. It's also good to have perspective and knowing you have those options and knowing what denying those options means, not just for you, because this is not just about you. It's about people around you, the people that you share this earth with, right? That your people in your community, your neighbors, the concept of a neighbor, right? Is it Cain and Abel? Am I my brother's keeper? Well, sometimes, yes. Sometimes it's necessary to think about somebody else other than yourself. And if you're somebody that's not willing to do that, then my question to myself is, as what I feel is a fundamentally decent human being, do I owe you the same courtesy? I don't know. 
I'm struggling with it. If you are, well, I think this is just what life is about. We're going to have to deal with this for a while. We're going to be forced to answer questions of what am I willing to do for somebody who's not willing to do the same for me? I don't know. And that's why I say I'm conflicted. I don't have all the answers. I never will have all the answers. I'm not perfect. So if you're listening to this and thinking I'm a hypocrite because I'm not perfect, I'm here telling you that I'm not. I'm here telling you that I'm struggling with the idea that I don't want to go back to helping other people because I wonder if those people are willing to help me in return. I don't know. So I'm out here telling you that I'm flawed, that I'm conflicted. And when the time comes that I have to make another decision about what to do for myself and for others, it's going to be a tough call because I've liked getting used to the fact that we have life back again, but people are still dying. And that's going to be a struggle for me. So heavy episode on a Monday. And you know what? Life is heavy. It is what it is. Sometimes you've got to be real. Even if I'm talking to you and you feel that I'm personally attacking you, that's not what I'm doing. The show is for me to talk. It's for me to air out what is going on around me and what I'm thinking. I talk about lacing up your shoes and walking with me. Well, that's the idea. I'm talking and we're walking and talking, right? So hope everybody had a great weekend. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everybody who listens here in the, in the United States, internationally. You all mean the same to me, whether you agree with me or not. I appreciate your listening ear because that's what it's about. Connecting, dialoguing, and you know what? Sometimes our worldviews are changed and our perspectives are changed by talking and connecting. Speaking of connecting, you find me on Facebook. Maddie Ice is on Facebook. Uh, Soulfully Casual Podcast on Instagram. And of course, to not only find other episodes of this show, but to support the other shows on Maddie Ice Media mattiesmedia.com our podcast library is full of the other shows that we support so i appreciate your time i appreciate everything that you've done for this show and i will talk to you on thursday peace out so fully casual is exclusively owned by maddie ice and is brought to you by maddie ice media